Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellington. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in the studio right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. Matt Bellisai, for those who could not. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) All right. Well, coming up today, we're going to kick things off with a little ranting as always. Then, guess what? We're not doing worse things first. Whoa. We got something a little different today. We're getting right into our deep dive with a special guest complainer, Sam Sanders. Woo. Big fan. Very excited. Podcast audio royalty. Truly. You may recognize him from his previous show, NPR's It's Been a Minute. And now he's launched two new podcasts. He's hosting Vulture's podcast, Into It, and a pop culture podcast called Vibe Check with Saeed Jones and Zach Stafford. And on this pod, guess what? We're deep diving with Sam into another TikTok trend takedown. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it's been a while since our last deep dive about TikTok, and we've got many new complaints to get through. So Sam is joining us as a culture expert to bitch about our least favorite things that we see on the blessed hellscape that is TikTok. Can't wait. finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, just between us squirrel friends, <laughs> as RuPaul says, <laughs> what is your gripe of the week? I gave you a little uh, preview of this when we were hanging out earlier last week. Oh, but- I thought you meant just before this when you were being a raging Okay, no, that's just my usual personality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I cannot stand 
my permanent retainer. Oh, yeah. I was having issues with it last week mm-hmm. and it like felt different. And then it just reminded me that like when I was, I don't know, 14 years old, an orthodontist put it in my mouth and just was like, okay, this is in here forever now. And I was just like, okay. And then like it's in here forever now. You have it on the bottom? Yeah, bottom. The like four teeth or whatever. Right. And it's just there. Like I didn't really have a choice. Like uh, I don't know what would happen if I took it out. The fact that there's just like glue in there forever seems kind of weird, yeah. but I guess it's like fine. Cement. Like, yeah. Um, and just this piece of wire. It's annoying. And I think something might be wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Great. Love it that. It just like feels different than it ever has. And I don't think that's a good thing. Right. Also, things get stuck in there. It's impossible to floss. You have to buy those stupid little like plastic loops i do i like those i mean i do too and i also kind of enjoy it but also it's annoying yeah and i hate it and i'm just extra annoyed with it this week i don't understand do you have one no i don't understand what qualifies you for a permanent retainer like i I did not realize first of all that a retainer was forever yeah that like after you have braces you're just supposed to wear a retainer for the rest of your life like i'm sorry you shouldn't be able to like Make those. Dis- it should. It should happen when you're 18. Like you're 18, you can vote, and then you can decide about retainers. Like yeah. you're doing this to like 13 year olds. I when my braces, I had braces for like six years because I didn't do what I was supposed to. <laughs> and once I finally was like, fine, I'll wear the rubber bands or whatever. Oh, it took like two months, and then I was finished. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just held out for so long because they were so painful. But then I got a retainer that I was supposed to wear every night that yeah. basically was like Invisalign. It was just like right. the plastic thing. I had thing. that too for my top mouth. And yeah. And then at a certain point, I was like, this thing is A, it hurts. Yep. B, um, it is disgusting. It can't be good for you and your health. No. I remember when they gave it to me, they were like, okay, now don't boil this in water. And I I remember thinking like, why would I ever boil this? And then a week later, I was like, I, I need to douse this in flames. I need to put it in lava. <laughs> yeah. There's no amount of heat that could possibly kill the super bacteria that are growing in here. And then it's like, oh, it's just in your mouth for like eight to ten hours every night, depending on how long you sleep. Like, that can't I no, no, I don't no, like thank it. thank you. But also I'm traumatized because famously I had a, an expander right. on the roof of my mouth, which was... I had I, one for a little bit, but not the kind that you crank. Yeah. Mine was... Oh, really? Yeah. Mine was like, yeah, if you don't know, it's medical, like... It is a metal hunk. I hope they they don't do this anymore. I hope technology has advanced. Probably not. Basically, it's a metal hunk that they put on the roof of your mouth, and then you have to crank it every night with a little key, and it just slowly pushes your mouth apart. It's literal torture. (laughs) Yeah, and... Now, whenever I think of anybody with, like, a metal retainer in their mouth, I'm like, how is your tongue not severed in half? I don't know. I play with it all the time. Yeah. I'm I'm constantly touching it. It's either there or my tongue is in the back of my throat because I am terrified of biting my tongue (laughs) off at any moment. Like, that's just a little little fun fact about me. (laughs) Anyway, retainers, deeply upsetting devices. Yeah. And I cannot believe we've not aged out of them. Right. Like, at what point? Please. I did see a TikTok... Ring the bell. Um, we'll be ringing it a lot today. <laughs> I did see a TikTok that was like, why are people hotter now than they were like 50 years ago? It was something, it, some idea of like, 
Why do people's faces look different than they did 50 years ago? Why did people used to look way older? Uh-huh. And part of it is because of like dentistry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that like everybody's mouths were fixed from an earlier age and your skull literally like grows Grew. differently. <laughs> Okay, thanks, it's, doctor. The, the, the thing was, like, why, when you look at a yearbook from 50 years ago, do, like, high school students look like they were 50 years old? <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, what about you? What's your gripe this week? Let's see. I did have my last game of kickball last night. So, basically, there's, like, eight se- There's eight weeks in the season, and you right. play every, you know, every team. And then there's a tournament where it's, like, every team goes through and plays like multiple games in one night and then you you have like a tournament winner mm. um and we were actually doing kind of well and then i i did kind of fuck up and like i if anybody lost it for us it was me okay okay <laughs> that being said it was 10 p.m and if we had won we would have had to play another game and i was <laughs> like i'm doing us a favor actually because i don't want to be here <laughs> more and also um there is no prize at the end of this right which like what is the point of doing anything if there's no prize actually by losing we all get to leave and go to the bar which is a reward yeah and by winning we have to stay and keep playing sports right which sucks so i know that going into that tournament your team was number one basically there's two like two awards. Right. There's number one in the regular season uh-huh. and then there's like tournament number right. one. So, so we still get a reward. We still get a medal. Okay. Wait, we so there is a prize. You get a medal. Yeah, but I don't we already had a medal. I don't give a shit about another okay. one. Okay. So where did you end up in the tournament? I don't know, like third. Okay. Bronze? So Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Hey Matt. I'm still proud of you. Yeah. I mean, I have a medal and I was the only one on my team with a public platform. I will wear that medal. (laughs) And you will be giving the speech, the acceptance speech. And they will have to play music because you will go too long thanking everyone. And I better be on that thank you list for supporting you emotionally through all of this. We'll see. Hey, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Sure. Um, (laughs) My only other complaint, not that there was a, was there even a complaint in there? I don't know but you know it's your show so it's fine i my complaint really is that i don't want to be blamed for us losing okay okay but ultimately i don't want to be here and i don't want to play (laughs) (laughs) i realize like oh maybe i shouldn't be doing this if my thought the entire time that i'm doing it is i wish i weren't doing this (laughs) (laughs) my other complaint that i forgot to raise on my birthday not to be a person who talks about his birthday for more than a single day who are you me yeah um, but I just was reminded of the fact that so I made a delicious carrot cake for my own birthday. It looked so cute. I love carrot cake and I was like, I'm gonna make it. My mom also made like a chocolate cake that I love. So I didn't I didn't make my only cake. Okay. I don't want everybody to be sorry for me. Okay. <laughs> um that being said, we were at my cousin's house. They have children. There's a bunch of children under the age of five. Right. And my mom was like, oh, does anybody have candles? We can sing happy birthday. And I was like, I, we really don't have to do that. I just, can we just cut the cake? <laughs> like, you have the best voice here, so you don't really want to hear everyone else. Right, exactly. But then we put a single candle in my slice of cake. Mm-hmm. So it's like really the most depressing kind of saddest way to do it. Yeah. But then don't when I went to do it. it, my cousin was like, 
you're going to blow it out in front of the kids? And I was like, yeah, it's not their fucking birthday. Yeah. You don't want all of their fucking germs all over your piece of cake. Yeah. Two disgusting little kids who are watching me. Also, they already had their pieces of cake. Yeah. Put put a candle on theirs. That's fine. Let them blow out their own candle. They're not going to blow out your candle on your birthday. Yeah. I would just like. Absolutely not. This this kind of incessant need to let children do everything because they're kids. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> they also have birthdays. It's not special if they do it all the time. Exactly. No, you spend the entire year looking forward to your birthday as a child so that you get to do this once a year. Yeah. And does that mean you've only done it like three times because you're a child? Yeah. But guess what? You'll do more the longer you live. I also should say it was very awkward. Um, Everything that you probably have gleaned about my mother, um, you probably would guess this. But the fact that there were two cakes, one that I made and one that she made, did mean that we were in competition. Of course. Yeah. I'm sure she (laughs) went around and asked for a tally of everyone of which they liked better. And yeah, I was so worried that like there would be more of one or the other Mm -hmm, left over after mm -hmm. everybody asked for a piece. I mean, objectively, the carrot cake was... Are you going to say it? What are you going to say? It was more popular. <gasps> People asked for more carrot cake. Debbie, do you agree with this statement? Let us know. Call into the rant hotline. <laughs> she's not listening. No, she's not. <laughs> my, my dad is probably, though. Hey, Leon, love you. Ooh, here's, here's one last gripe. Dad, you're not going to like this. Uh-oh. My parents are on vacation right now. First day. Guess how many photos they sent to the group chat? 30. Over 60. <sighs> Listen. Dad, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> At one point, my sweet, wonderful mother was like, we're going to be without cell reception for about an hour. So if you don't hear from us, don't worry. Mom, I'm not worried. I actually am not even thinking about you <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, You're on vacation. <laughs> um, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, uh, too much. Too many photos from your vacations, guys. <laughs> On that note, because your dad texted me for my birthday and said, happy birthday, Matt, wear a bike helmet. (laughs) That was his exact message. (laughs) And I did think of him last night because I did almost get hit by a cab. Oh, my God, (laughs) Matt. I'm glad that if you do poo-poo-poo, knock on wood, this won't happen. If you do die on your bike without a helmet, your last thought probably will be about my dad. (laughs) That's really exciting for Leon. (laughs) I could like see that it was happening because basically I was going up against, I was kind of behind a row of cabs and I was Mm -hmm. going past them on the right. Yeah. And they were turning. It was a green light and we were all going in the same direction, Uh but some of them were turning right. Right. And it Technically, like, they would have turned in front of me, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you can visualize that? Yeah, I got it. Thank you. The two, there were three cabs. The right. two in the front had their right blinkers on. The mm-hmm. third one did not. Oh, boy. And I could tell they were probably going to turn. Yeah. But they didn't. So I was like, fuck you. I'm just going to go in front of you. Uh-huh. And But then they did start to turn mm-hmm. and then beep their horn at me very aggressively yeah. while I was, like, inches away from their bumper. Cool. cool and cool, it's cool, like, cool. okay, yeah, I technically won. Um, but had I not. I would be dead. Real life or death situation. I mean, they were turning very slowly and also they didn't have their fucking blinker on. Yeah. I mean, if you had been hit and hadn't died, you definitely would have been able to sue. And like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a camera or any type of proof. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. I do have a podcast and I will bitch about them. (laughs) Anyway, that is it for my complaints of the week. And guess what? Now 
we had an intriguing request from one of our winos. So I famously said that no one should be putting together charcuterie boards on their own. Hard CH on that. Charcuterie boards. <laughs> Nobody should be putting together charcuterie boards on their own. <laughs> Leave it to the experts. But one wino apparently thinks that she is the expert and bravely sent us a picture of one that she made and asked us to rate it. Yeah. Now, did she know that we were doing this on air? No. No, but I did ask. I was like, can I send this to Matt? And and she was like, yeah, please have him roast it. So, yeah. um, um, so we're going to do it on air. We're going to attempt to be as visually descriptive as possible because right. of course if you're listening to this you can't see the picture but we However, will post their picture yeah, it on is on Instagram. Instagram so you can check it out there. That being said we have a beautifully lit photo. I mean yeah. at first glance this charcuterie board looks gorgeous. Wow it is, yeah it is. It's well lit it's well proportioned but mm-hmm. then you start looking at the individual items <laughs> and I do have questions. First of all there is a bowl of what appears to be edible flowers. Are they edible is a great question. I or, think no flower should be edible. Unless, is it like a cheese where the flowers are it like may be a dried cheese. into the top? Yeah, I can't tell. My beef with cheese on charcuterie boards mm-hmm. is that they should all be the consistency of like a melted queso. You need to be able to dip. You need to be able to make it easily schmearable. And the only schmearable cheese that I see here is what appears to be a wedge of brie mm-hmm. um, that does have the rock hard rind on it. Yeah. Do I see a knife here? Absolutely fucking not. No. There's nowhere. no knife. I don't know how I'm supposed to cut into this cheese and spread it all over these little little bread pieces. There's no sense of scale. Also, I also <laughs> see I see two types of breads. There's kind of brown bread and a white bread. Yeah harmony and the point is some of these are very small and I don't know how I would spread cheese on them there also appears to be um, little squares of chocolate I think right four squares of chocolate first of all (laughs) on a board um, that looks to be able to feed 50 to 60 people there's only four (laughs) squares of chocolate and it's also a very red chocolate yeah I don't know what it is it does concern me it does appear to be um, the milkiest chocolate that they have available when they when they list the percent of cocoa this is like a 20% cocoa situation, Mm -hmm. which is very low. Uh, In the lower right corner, there is a bowl of what I think is... More cheese? More cheese. Yeah. um, But it is... Not quite cubed. It's just kind of like chunked into a bowl. Right, yeah. And some of it is splotchy with what I can only describe as brown malt. <laughs> and I've never seen this in a cheese before. I don't know how to explain it. And I don't know where <laughs> this cheese is supposed to go, but it's not my mouth. Um, I also see uh, a bunch of grapes that are, guess what, are still on the fucking vine. Here's the thing. I'm fine with a grapevine, but it needs to be cut into smaller portions because what's going to happen here is you're going to reach in and you're going to try to just grab a a few grapes and you're going to come out with the whole thing, baby. Yeah. And then guess what? One person, a little Dionysus, the Greek god (laughs) of wine... knowledge uh, is going (laughs) to end up with all of the little grapes. Yep. And And then they'll do that thing where they lift it above their mouth and tilt their head back and seductively grab it with their tongue. And then you're going to be turned on and it's like, can we fuck? Can't do? Are we allowed to? And that's confusing. I will say this did happen to me recently where the grapes, there were too many grape clusters all connected and I tried to break off some, but the vines were so strong that I was only like basically three grapes popped off and just immediately fell onto the floor. And then I was like scrambling to pick up the grapes and it was a whole thing so just like cut them up into smaller pieces 
Yeah, there's also blackberries here. Get that out of here. Which should absolutely I don't not think be belong. Gra- blackberries next to craisins, I believe, which the dried next to the wet to me is is not the kind of unity we're looking for. Also, craisins, I want to take personal issue with oh, um, and just in general because yeah. um, I do actually enjoy eating them, mm-hmm. I will say. But um, my problem is I'll eat it at like 11 p.m. as a little snack. And okay. if you eat one handful of craisins, it's approximately 2,000 grams of sugar without realizing <laughs> it. And then I am tossing and turning in the middle of the night. Right. From actual experience, I get like rest. <laughs> I have craisin induced restless leg syndrome. <laughs> Um, and for that, uh, for that reason alone, should not be on a charcuterie board. I don't care what yeah. time of day you're you're putting out this board. Just don't put craisins on it. The risk is too high. All that being said, I appreciate your bravery in sharing this. Yeah, it I will. One last beautiful. thing: not not enough crackers, not enough meat. Is That's my other true. thing. There's no meat. So overall, what are you rating this charcuterie board? <sighs> out of also, what is our rating system? <laughs> I would say presentation. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so overall, like a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Presentation really saved them. Because <laughs> it is beautiful. It is. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sending it in. <laughs> All right. Next, we are diving deep into the worst TikTok trends with Sam Sanders. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well, we have a, a very special guest complainer this week. You know him from the NPR podcast, It's Been a Minute, and now he's hosting a brand new culture podcast with Vulture called Into It, and his latest weekly podcast, Vibe Check, with Saeed Jones and Zach Stafford, launches tomorrow, August 17th. Welcome, Sam Sanders. It is so good to be here. I'm I so excited. Honored. Matt, it's been a few years since we talked last. I know. We have so much kind of pent-up complaints to get out Listen, since the last time. So many. You are an audio expert, a uh, a culture expert, so this is this is a great a great fit. I mean, honestly, when you say both of those things, what I really want to tell you is that I'm just really good at bullshitting <laughs> and I never shut up. Perfect. <laughs> Even better. I mean, those are truly the two qualifications for being on Unhappy Hour. So you're in the right place. Um, Love it. Love it. So we do uh, ask all of our guests the first question, which is, what is one thing that you hate that everybody else loves? I was thinking about this and I was like, oh, I'm about to get canceled if I tell (laughs) y'all. That's the best. This is a brave, safe space. I hope so. I sure hope so. Ever since I was a kid, I have tried and not been able to handle spicy food. <gasps> wow. I consider myself a lover of all culture, a lover of all culinary styles. And if it's a touch over a white person mild, I gotta tap out. <laughs> well, you're invited over to Matt's family dinners anytime you want. <laughs> I feel like this is when, you know, when like a publicist has a client who has some like r- real shit going on and they're like, we're gonna find a sympathetic outlet to bring you to, to break this news. Yes. This is what you brought this to a, to an outlet on happy hour with me. And you knew that this was going to land well, because you I see my so. face and you know he's not eating anything that is even even mildly spicy. <laughs> like, I'm honestly is so scared to admit it. For me, it's like there's levels of like 
people having bad proclivities and it's like Army Hammer is a cannibal and then next to it <laughs> yeah. Sam Sanders can't do spice. It's like that level. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed by it. I mean, sure, yeah. But and next thing you know, you're gonna be kind of being a concierge at a hotel somewhere in Cuba. Isn't that what yeah. Army Hammer is doing now? He's selling timeshares. You right. know, I I, 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 I right. watched the trailer of the documentary this morning and was like such a sad story. I will watch it all. <laughs> I will watch it all. <laughs> I've been in a deep um, Real Housewives binge, and I feel like a true... Uh, I feel like a cannibal. Like, I am eating these women's <laughs> stories alive. <laughs> but are these women spicy? They are, and I like the spice. They do I give will you take acid the spice. reflux, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I feel it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I feel bad after I consume it, and um, nobody is happy at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ever since I was a kid growing up in South Texas, I've tried. I grew up in the land of salsa. Yeah, I was going to say, I just was and you're like, from Texas. Yeah. Well, and my mother is from the South, Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. So hot sauce was a part of our lives. Couldn't do that either. And I, I always try. I'm always like, I'll take a little, I'll try. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I don't know. Is this a thing where, like, you go home for, like, family gatherings and they're like, Sam, here's the pot that you can scoop out of. We made we made something that's a little more mild. You know, they honestly, we all kind of have ended up on the same page and they know not to try me. Okay. But what, what was even worse as a kid, and I've gotten over this, I used to not like cheese either. That's that's so painful. I've, that's actually not allowed on this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that is more dangerous to admit here. <laughs> okay, okay. Literally, I, I I grew up eating pizza with no cheese on it. Every now and then, I'd have folks make me mac and cheese with no cheese. Do you know what that is? Noodles, butter, noodles. butter with yeah. noodles. noodles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten over that. I can do cheese now. Okay, but as try as I might, I can't do spice. And like, it's to the point now where people just know. So my partner is a former chef which means he can eat anything and he wants to. And us out and about is always just a journey because right. like he is adventurous with the wait staff and asking questions and being engaged. And then as soon as they walk away, I'm like, order for me. <laughs> just, just order for me. Is it's the reason amazing. he's a former chef because you kind of like broke him because of the whole spice situation? <laughs> he quit the food industry. He was like, I can't handle this anymore. No, he actually left the food industry after he lived a real life version of the bear for a okay, few months after yeah, culinary I, school. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But yeah, no, you came to the right place. I famously, my mother sent the butter back at a restaurant because it had a spice to it. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, the gasp Your is Your mother is my tribe. <laughs> Send her to me. We'd and be my, best friends. The spice, it was like honey cinnamon butter or something. It was like <laughs> not spicy. It was just not plain ass butter. Right. Yeah. Speaking of interview, I don't know how to transition. Fantastic um, segue. <laughs> Why we don't have guests on anymore. <laughs> you now do. Uh, I knew you were doing this show with Vulture, and then I see this news that you're doing a second podcast. I'm like, oh my God, Sam Sanders is doing everything. Tell us about both of these shows that you yeah. have happening. Yeah. You know, they both kind of feel like the logical next step for me in my career. I spent about 12 years at NPR. And that place in many ways felt like home for a long time. And I learned how to be a journalist there and developed a voice and it was great for me. But during the pandemic, I realized, oh my God, I've been at this one place 
basically a third of my life. Yeah. And so I kind of just, during lockdown, was like, at some point it's time to switch things up. And I think the questions I was asking myself were, if there were no barriers or limitations, what's the kind of stuff I would want to talk about every week? And who are the people I'd want to talk to every Mm -hmm. week? And the stuff Vulture covers, that's the things I want to talk about every week. Yes. And my friend Zach and Saeed, I've known for years, just from our amazing group chat during pandemic, that every conversation we have is golden and people should hear it and somebody should pay us for it. (laughs) So it was just like... And you're doing it. Yeah, being in the space where you're lucky enough and blessed enough to kind of just like say what you want to do and then find folks to partner with to do it. I'm honored that I get to do that right now. So before they realize I'm a fraud and a scam, (laughs) I'm gonna just fucking do it. (laughs) You are not, you are the real deal. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to listen to both of these things. Um, But we have, we have other business to get to. to. Yeah. 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 And that Um, work (laughs) is talking about TikTok. Yeah. Um, So what is your relationship with to TikTok? Geriatric millennial. (laughs) Um, I I consume most of my TikToks through Instagram. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or group chats with friends where they send them to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a TikTok account that I never really use. And I found out a month ago that for several months, friends had been DMing me TikTok. And I just never <laughs> saw that. I didn't even know that you could DM people on TikTok. So this is news to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, I assume yeah. I have people an inbox. I'm not, I'm not using an inbox. I, I'm assuming there's messages in there on, on TikTok, mm-hmm. but they're not getting looked at. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are T Painting TikTok. For. You know how T Pain had that had a whole <laughs> yeah. Instagram inbox that he never checked, and then he was like, Viola Davis hit me up six months ago. <laughs> yeah, all of the secrets of the universe are in T Pain's DMs, and we'll <laughs> yeah. just never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, nonetheless, we have so many trends that are not just applicable to TikTok. I mean, they're applicable to the internet in general and, and human behavior, honestly. And Love so we, we'll, we're going to deep dive into some of my least favorite trends um, and get your thoughts on them as well. There are crickets in my house right now. And so <laughs> if they're in the background, I apologize. Can you hear them? Okay. <laughs> we cannot hear them, at least through okay, the Zoom. Good. But <laughs> I love that just as ambiance, yeah. though. Yeah. Ambiance. Ambiance. <laughs> so the reason the crickets are in my house, uh, because I'm a fool, I got my boyfriend a lizard for our anniversary. Because okay. as a kid, he was like an emo lizard girl. And I was like, here, I got you a bearded dragon. Not at all thinking about what happens when one has a lizard. Yeah. Right? You got to feed those motherfuckers. Right. And guess what they eat? Live, live creatures. Yeah. yeah, live crickets. So every few days, one of us has to go to the Petco or the PetSmart and be like, 50 large crickets. Then you bring them home and they just chirp in your house until they are fed to the lizard. <laughs> I also, whenever I go to buy the crickets from like the pet store, the price is so low. Like the 50 crickets I bought today was like nine fifty or some shit. Uh-huh. And I always leave being like, aren't their lives worth more? <laughs> But they're not. Did you go home to feed them alive to your pet? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I just I I fear for the kind of plague that you are are awaiting. Essentially, if you drop that bag, you walk oh through the God. front door. Yeah. 
I would, I would evict myself. I don't live here anymore. It's the Cricket's house. I got to go. Honestly, it, it would make for a great TikTok. It would. You bust that out. Yeah. Well, let's get to uh, let's get to some of the trends that I hate, and I'll I'll start with this has been a, a source of shame for the longest time for the people who participate in this, and it's shocking to me that in the year 2022, people are still doing it, not only doing it but capturing it on camera, and that is proudly cutting their own hair with a front-facing yeah. camera recording them. I you know I that's not going to go well. Yeah, I, there is not one video in existence on the internet of anybody cutting their own hair and it working out for them, <laughs> unless it's a bald man shaving his head. That is true. I cut my own hair every other day. It works, but I never film it. I never film it. This could be a huge TikTok series for you, Sam. <laughs> it's yeah. just so boring. <laughs> there is also a guy on TikTok who um, chops hair with like a cleaver. Why? Why? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wait, can I Google cleaver haircut TikTok? Yeah, I don't know what you'll find. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I found one. Uh oh. Yeah, you hear the <laughs> hacking noises? <laughs> yeah. Yo. And then he does a little filleting of it, too. <laughs> yeah, but then it ends up looking terrible, I believe. Yeah. My thing with the, with the cutting the hair stuff. On TikTok, do they think it's going to be good or do they know it's going to be bad and they film it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Doing it for the likes. And that right? that ultimately is what infuriates me is mm. that I I don't like the impulse to be like, I am going to self-destruct and keep this on camera. And listen, I say this as someone whose claim to fame was um, getting wildly drunk on camera <laughs> in the middle of an office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So, um, yeah, perhaps this is projection, but I um, I don't like it. Before we get to the rest of our TikTok complaints with Sam Sanders, we will be right back after this little ad break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. My next complaint is, this is very specific to TikTok, but chefs who rate other people's food videos, and they're always those obscene recipes, what I call like food abomination porn. And it's like those videos are bad enough. Right. Yes. And then to have like a professional chef go through and rate them as if we all, all of the rest of us with just eyeballs can tell that this is a creation of Satan. I hate it. I hate it too. Yeah. And let me tell you why. The worst is, and there's this one dude chef who's such a mean little snarky little whatever. He does reaction videos, but Mm -hmm. his reactions are boring. So he'll be like, the biggest offense. What you doing? What you doing? And it's that for five minutes. And it's like, if you're going to critique the food, your critique has to be more interesting than how bad the food is. Right. Do it. But if you're just being like, this sucks, that's not enough. Yeah. 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 I think we're thinking of the same person. He's yeah. t- he's like, yeah, oh. He's like a middle-aged, Gen right. X feeling, like, kind of scrawny white dude chef. Yep. And he's always Step got the, the like, up, bro. chef uniform on, and it's like, okay, you're in we bed. get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> like, if you're going to do critique videos of bad recipe videos, your announcing style has to be on the level of, like, a ballroom MC. Mm. Yeah. I need that level. Of delivery. Zeros across the board. You don't do an egg like that. No, Miss Honey. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, I need to be able to, like, whip out of hand fan and (laughs) shake it. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, just let me watch the bad video. Right. Another trend, this is in the kind of prank category, and that is uh, this prank that I've seen a number of... um, I think the offenders are usually straight women who will send a text to their boyfriend. They'll capture their boyfriends leaving the apartment and getting into the car. And the video is usually, you know, them, oh, look, my boyfriend is getting in his car and is about to drive away. And then they send him a text that says, he's gone, come over. And the prank is like, "Uh uh-oh, I accidentally texted my boyfriend instead of my side piece. But then... The video is usually like the boyfriend comes raging back into the apartment and it's always like low key concerning. Yeah, it's like <laughs> domestic oh, did abuse. You, what, yeah. Right. Was like this prank a way to find out whether or not you should dump them? Because if that's the case, great job. Great job. Yeah. But if it's yeah. just if if you think that's like funny. <laughs> it feels like straight couples have a desire on TikTok right now. To be performatively not boring. Mm. I think like straight mm. people think the straight relationships are really boring and they are compared to everything else. Yeah. So they have to manufacture some kind of intrigue or drama, but it always gives off 
low-key domestic violence vibes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh, the punchline is always like look how um absolutely like red-faced angry my boyfriend yeah. gets when I pretend to be cheating on him and it's like both of you are horrible people yeah. actually. <laughs> there is no winner here. I hate it. My absolute favorite entrant in um this this genre is one I just watched yesterday and the woman is is watching as her boyfriend leaves in this um I'm gay, so I don't know what the type of car is, but it's a very fancy car, right? It, it's one of those cars where the door opens up instead mm. of out. Uh, a Back yeah, to the Future yeah. style car, yes. And the first 45 seconds of the video, you're just watching the boyfriend drive away in this very fancy car, but then he backs up after he receives this fake text and comes back in the door, and when the camera whips around to reveal their apartment, it is the shittiest apartment <laughs> that you've ever seen. The door is, like, dangling from the the hinges and the disparity between that vehicle and the apartment is just you could not write it better right like girl maybe you it. should be cheating <laughs> yeah that uh. part <laughs> oh also it's just like i don't understand the way that these heterosexual couples play with ideas of purity and monogamy in these pranks. Uh-huh. Because yeah. usually with these pranks where one's pranking them being like, oh, he's gone, sneak over. What I feel like they're actually saying is that like they want an open relationship. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're saying, Jan. <laughs> like, yeah. do that. Where's the TikTok where you just have an open, honest conversation with one another? Come on. Your wants Come and on. needs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a, a related trend, which is basically there are women who offer the service of a loyalty test where um, say you're concerned that your partner is cheating on you. So you reach out to this woman who will DM your boyfriend on Instagram and be like, hey, I just saw you pop up on my explore page and you're kind of cute. Like, and it looks like we live in the same town. Would you want to meet up? And then they like see how their boy, if their boyfriend is no, loyal to them. <laughs> you're about to be an unsolved mystery. You better watch it. <laughs> yeah. You better watch it. It's be like on the not back only, of a milk carton. Jesus Christ. You're offering this service and you're broadcasting it? You're documenting your crime? You're going to yeah. fuck with the wrong one one time. That is so much fuck around and find out energy. Mm-hmm, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't test fate. I don't <laughs> no, like it. It's very scary. And uh, once again, it's just like, are straight people okay? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. They're not. Yeah. I mean, that being said, gay TikTok is also its own kind of hellscape. It's right. not like yeah. there's not really a refuge. No. Oh, but also speaking of relationships, the worst kind of relationship TikTok is our relationship being interracial is our personality TikTok. <laughs> oh, boy. That's I hate it. Good. That's not good. We are some 60 years out of Loving v. Virginia. It's not novel. Right, right. <laughs> it's not novel. Well. People do this. We'll see what happens in the next couple of years. I mean, we are. It might become novel again. As, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're getting ahead of the trend. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, soon that TikTok, it's going to be a criminal. But until then, yeah, it's just yeah. suspicious. I will um, say there is one TikTok account that is an interracial relationship uh, a black woman who is a hairstylist. And her white husband, who has long hair and looks as if he could have been in Slipknot back in the day. <laughs> but he lets her do his hair. 
And she gives him like the most amazing black wo- black woman hairstyles, and will give him weaves and baby hair, and he just sits there. <laughs> that shit, I love it. I eat it up. Yeah. I eat it up. That is that is beautiful. I hope yeah. that if yeah. that crosses my my for you page. Yes. Uh, okay, hard left turn here. This is another genre of videos that I despise. I mean, okay, how do I start this? There is. There is a world of videos where parents are forcing their children to do stuff. Right. We all know of of these types of videos. There are there are entire YouTube careers of people who have exploited their children for views. The specific trend, the, the, the kind of latest iteration of this is ring cam videos or like nanny cam videos from inside the house where people have clearly prompted their children to say something ridiculous, but then they're able to kind of pass it off as, oh, look at this thing that got randomly captured on our ring cam. And usually it's a kid being like, oh, I just fucking shit my pants. It's like the always like the lowest form of them just kind of swearing or saying something gross. And it's like, we know you made them say this. Yeah. I hate it. And I feel like it is... <laughs> part of the life cycle of new social media platforms. If you recall, when TikTok first began, the parent-kid content was like just them dancing together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. And now we've moved into this second era of TikTok where there's just familial manipulation. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten bad and dark and corrupted. Um, I don't know what happens next, like fake family divorces. I don't know, but it's going to get worse. Also real know family that. divorces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like there was one TikTok family. There's been stories like this in the past that sound real. And if I'm if I'm wrong, then, oh, well, I'm not a journalist and this show isn't real. Um, but there there's been stories of like people who are like, oh, we tried to adopt this child and they turned out to like be a, a dud on camera. So we want to give them back. <gasps> I mean, that is. Wouldn't doubt it. Producer Wouldn't Melissa is it. nodding her head vigorously. So that is confirmation. That is my fact check. <laughs> uh, okay. Next up, people making elaborate Starbucks drinks from home. Uh, this is, there isn't a, you may disagree on this one, but. There is an entire kind of community of people who will recreate Starbucks drinks, but like the really elaborate 20 step Starbucks drinks. And it's like, A, I just just drink normal coffee. That's really all I want. (laughs) Or Um, have a bowl of ice cream. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, if you're going to get the most elaborate one, just go let the professionals make it. Right. I kind of feel like. When they do these videos, one, the videography is kind of amazing. Like you'll hear the hear the like sounds of the kitchen, you'll mm-hmm. hear the whir of the machine, the edits are nice. So I want all of these videos to have captions that tell me how many people were in the film crew. Yeah. And two, how long the shoot took. Yeah. I always want to know. Did yeah. this video take you thirty minutes or three hours? I want to know. And if they tell me that, I might have more peace watching these videos. And it's also like based on an assumption that if I were to recreate this drink myself, that I am coming at it with an attitude of having already been caffeinated. That my yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm never going to be making an elaborate coffee drink um, 
uncaffeinated because right. I'm yes. going to be too I need pissed the off to do any of these steps. Yeah. Yes. No, it's all crazy to me. Also, I think that like I'll drink a fancy coffee drink every now and then, but I actually think the best coffee delivery system is just good black coffee. Yeah, exactly. If it's good black coffee, if it's good beans, it tastes good enough. And like, let dessert be dessert. Let coffee be coffee. That's mm-hmm. just me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't even need it to be good. I'll take a <laughs> shitty black coffee. As long as it caffeinates me, that's all I really care about. Right? Yeah. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a means to an end. Let me just get this one off my chest. Uh, this was a late edition, but um, I, I just saw one earlier today and it made me angry. Uh, Hot Pharmacist is the mm. latest kind of influencer that I didn't know about. I've never heard uh, of this. Hot and I, Pharmacist. <laughs> like, sexy What are they giving you? Free Truvada? What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> they're They're not offering anything but, like... Look at how hot I am. I mean, they're right. giving what any hot influencer is giving, which is like something to look at. What are um, they talking about, not... though? What drugs to not mix? What are they talking about? Because let's be real. I also don't really understand what pharmacists do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm sorry to any of the pharmacists listening in. I don't understand what you do and why you need such a high degree. <laughs> yeah. And like years of training. Years of training. Years. Right. Or that, like, you don't have to be wearing a lab coat. It's like the no, people like, come on, guys. at Heels who are wearing lab coats. It's like, you're not scientists, well, Also, actually. have you been to CVS? There's the pharmacist oh. who's in the back chilling. The pharmacy techs are doing the work, baby. They're shuffling those pills. Yeah. They're talking to you. They're cashing you out. They're doing the work. Anyways, don't get me started. In the same way that when in doubt, always choose a nurse over a doctor. The nurse knows more. Amen. The nurse knows more. Yep. My like internist is a nurse practitioner. The best yeah. of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see it uh, because I was too distracted by how hot the person was. I wasn't actually <laughs> listening to what they were saying. I mean, essentially, I think they were complaining. It was just like, uh, here's here's a fun thing about being a pharmacist. Like this pill is really hard to get into the bottle. <laughs> it's literally like just like a now fun I have kind to of see peek this into pharmacy. <laughs> Tell me a name. I don't even know his name. I'll, I'll have to send it after. Okay. But I, I feel like if if you search hot pharmacist, someone will probably come up. Uh, but it's just like in the genre of there's hot doctors that's mm-hmm. become a kind of influencer category, especially the past couple of years. And it's like, I don't necessarily want these people to be hot. Like right. they, you are providing a service for which attractiveness is actually a distraction. <laughs> I'm not going to hear the results. Yeah. Also, gay people can't do math. So I don't trust that you're putting the right number of pills in here. And also, gay men will take whatever pill you take. tell us to take. <laughs> exactly. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, it's going to protect us from something? Fine. Give me the pill. Yeah. I don't care. Give me the fucking pill. We will, we, we will take any pill. Yeah. Now I'm just thinking of like all of the disparaging things I can say about farm. I mean, you are doing... You are doing what someone at, like, a candy store does. (laughs) Right, you're just kind of putting a number of things into a container. But they know the interactions and the side effects. That's true, right? So do the candy store people. They know whether you're mixing the sour and the sweet, and maybe that's not going to be... You can't mix Pop Rocks and Coke. No. You can't do it. No. It'll explode. Yeah. Even though the CVS little machine will always pop up and be like, did the pharmacist warn you of what not to do on this medication? And I always check yes, even though they haven't said a word. No, 
They never tell me what not to do. No. I mean, a New York CVS is always a war zone, so they're trying to get you out as quickly as possible. Anyway, I could talk yeah. about CVS forever. Okay, let's get a trend that you hate, and we'll end on that. Is there any? Is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to um, add to our list before we go? It's honestly too big of a thing to even call a trend. It is just the nature of TikTok. <laughs> But I have a big beef with the way TikTok and performing for the rectangular screen has changed the very nature of choreography. Wow. Mm -hmm. It is my belief that when we were in the golden age of music videos and you were making dance moves for larger screens, the moves were bigger. Yeah. And now that we're in TikTok land, the moves are smaller to fit a screen that is smaller. And I hate that. Like, I think about music videos like Destiny's Child, Lose My Breath. Mm-hmm. Those girls were dancing hard and big and arms were everywhere and it was jumbo. Then I think about the most popular TikTok dances. They look like this. <laughs> yeah. It is contained into the Zoom screen. It's yes. contained. And I think that like TikTok hasn't ruined choreography, but it's made it smaller. I don't like that. No. That's my take. Yeah. That's a that good take. That is an accurate take. Yeah. yeah. And that proves why you are the kind of cultural expert that you mm-hmm. are, because you were able to take a TikTok trend that you noticed and expand it to capture a changing culture. Wow. Oh Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't like when people cut their bangs. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, this is a shift that is happening in real time. And that's why people need to listen to everything that you do. Yes. Oh, my God. You're the I'll expert. Take it. <laughs> I, listen, I get paid to trend spot. And it's best when I trend spot the dumbest trends. Yeah. I love it. And that's why we love, <laughs> love you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love y'all, too. Well, Sam, remind everybody again where they can hear you and find you. Yes. So I have two podcasts right now. A weekly show from Vulture and New York Magazine called Into It, a show about the pop culture we're obsessed with, featuring all kinds of folks in Vulture's best and brightest. That show publishes every Thursday. My second podcast is a girlfriend bestie group chat mm-hmm. with my good friends, poet Saeed Jones and journalist and Broadway producer Zach Stafford. That one is called Vibe Check. It will publish every Wednesday beginning August 17th. Um, Um, They're both two different sides of my brain, but they work quite well together. And I promise, I promise, 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 both of them will make you laugh and think. That is perfect because our show comes out on Tuesdays. So people can just like empty their brains with us and then fill it with the good stuff on Wednesdays and Thursdays. It's perfect. (laughs) The perfect cycle. Yeah. Also, if you want to see occasional lizard content and more dog content, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Sam Sanders. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. This was delightful. I love y'all's energy and y'all's vibes. This felt like a warm blanket of a chat. I'm honored. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. 
Berry will we highlight in this week? Beyonce's Renaissance was both of our chasers last week. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can enjoy it by listening to it and bopping around. But it also is worthy of like many dissertations. And there are a lot of really amazing black and black and queer writers and critics and podcasters who have been talking a lot about it. And I think it's really important to actually listen to them about what it means to them, about the history of what went into this album, the future it's paving, all of that good stuff. So I wanted to just list some of the pieces that uh, I thought have been really fantastic and um, have been educating me personally about it. So there's Wesley Morris's New York Times article, which is America Has a Problem and Beyonce Ain't It. There was a recent Undistracted episode, which was uh, Beyonce's Renaissance According to Four Brilliant Black Women. There's a lot of other pieces, so we're going to throw a bunch of those links in the show notes. Listen to the album, learn about the album, do it all. It's good stuff. Yes, love all that. Well, you can find those links. You can also find all of our Do Better White People shoutouts in our Instagram bio, so uh, go check that out. Now, let's get into the TV we've been watching. Barry, what have you been watching this week? I wasn't sure if I was going to watch the second season of Only Murders in the Building because I I enjoyed the first season, but I was like, I don't know if I'll watch the second. And then a friend told me that it was good, and I was like, I'll give it a try. I've been watching it. It's been enjoyable. Okay. I might even like it more than the first season, honestly. Oh, all right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see where I'm not done with it yet, but I am enjoying it more than I was last season. What about you? What are you watching? I don't think I watch anything new this week. I'm still on Real Housewives of Orange County. Mm -hmm. It is... It was the first one, so there are the most seasons. There are 16 total seasons. I'm uh, on the 11th season, (laughs) (laughs) which is... Probably over 200 episodes of TV I've watched just of that series. However, the 10th season, for those who uh, have watched it, for those who haven't, is the season where Vicky Gumbelson's boyfriend fakes having cancer. (gasps) And when I tell you, you could not write this. It is, I think, just a testament to how amazing reality television can be. Right. Of, like, these are... They are real people. Right. This storyline and these characters have emerged out of people's real lives in a way that I'm like, I don't. Bravo deserves awards is all I'm saying. <laughs> that being, I mean, is it disgusting? <laughs> yeah. I genuinely don't know if this man had cancer or not. We right. still don't know. Oh, my God. He was just a sleazy guy who nobody really trusted, and he refused to actually show his medical records yeah. because he was like, no, they're my private records, even though everybody <laughs> is like, you're a piece of shit, and we think you're <laughs> lying. And it would, all it would have taken was him to be like, no, here, I'm not lying. <laughs> and in fact, the documents that he did produce ended up being fake. Wow. This It is so deep. But also it's like Vicky is one of the housewives who, yes, I hate, um, is it's like you understand because she is this insecure person why she would want to still be dating this guy. It's like you feel bad for her. It's just like the perfect kind of dramatic setup, but ultimately um, a tragedy for America and (laughs) for me personally. why like people are there's a lot of takes right now on the internet about the rehearsal which we have talked about on this pod before yeah and whether like nathan fielder's a sociopath and whether or not it's like okay to be doing this and i'm like i mean yes I he mean, is. yes but like what has led to the rehearsal 
America's love of reality television. Right. Like you can't have one without the other. And I think part of why I don't find the rehearsal the rehearsal to be disgusting is because of our cultural obsession with being on TV. And right. like so anyway, that's just that's just how I feel about reality TV in general. It's like it um we've all bought into it to a certain degree. Yeah, it is I go back and forth because on the one hand, it's like, what a horrible thing to live through if you're this woman uh, who is like the person that you're dating is being like ripped apart by everybody. Yeah. Um, even though he's uh, probably a fraudster and right. <laughs> a gold digger. But it's like also you signed up for a reality show. Yeah. I mean, I always feel a little uncomfortable with that defense of it's like, well, it's fine that I call you all of these names because you're on a reality TV show. But, yeah, <sighs> life is messy. And we love to watch it. <laughs> anyway, um, what is your non-TV chaser? Listen, I've brought it up before, but embroidery. I just finished my, like, first project that I had done. Like, my, like I did it, uh, not based off of another design. Yeah. Uh, and I finished it, and I immediately started a new one for a friend. And I just love it. It makes me happy. And um, I just I'm really proud of myself for also like it's sticking with a hobby. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so that thank you so much. Uh, What about you? What's your non-TV chaser this week? Mine, I will say, is drumroll, please, for this very dramatic chaser. Mix nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I love a mix nut. You know what I mean? It's just I feel like a little kind of like rodent kind of just eating my little nuts <laughs> mm-hmm. um i did order because i i did instacart and i i <laughs> i have a love-hate relationship with instacart mm-hmm. i love it because a person brings groceries directly to my door yeah. i hate it because they'll choose replacements even though i specify what i want um that are nowhere in the family of what i <laughs> was asking for <laughs> and you just kind of have to accept it because ultimately a human be- being is just kind of bringing food to your face um but i accidentally ordered like a tub of salted mixed nuts and last Ooh. night i got home from kickball um and I kind of just stood over the sink with the tub of nuts and just kind of ate them like a hungry squirrel. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I do resent that nuts are like one nut is like a thousand calories. But also so much protein. Yeah, it's protein. It's Iron. good fat. Yeah. It's yeah. a healthy fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Are there any nuts that you really don't like in your mixed nut? I don't like... Brazil nuts. Yeah, same, same. That Get that are, out of yeah, here. The giant ones. I don't want a huge variety in size. In right. Brazil, it just throws me off. Macadamias are on thin ice. Yeah, really, I have to be in the mood. But I do like, I like almond, I like cashews, mm-hmm. I like peanuts, mm-hmm. I like pistachios. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, mixed nuts, big fan. Um, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. Guess what? You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get this podcast. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. 
Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Orozco, and me, Matt Bellisai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Don't tell me not to live. Just sit and putter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. When we Can ask I just you, show you the crickets? Can I just show I you would, the crickets? I want to see mean, the crickets. Yes. I want to see the crickets. <laughs> My boyfriend got like a thing for them. Uh, it's like a thing that they live in until you take them to the to the lizard. It's their hospice. <laughs> so okay, they come in the bag with like little eggshell packaging, and the eggshell packaging goes in. Then they come out. Then they walk into the tubes and uh, hide out in the tubes. And when it's time to take them to the cricket, you just take a tube out. And if you shake it, the crickets come out. I, you can't see past the ring light, but there are crickets. I oh, really oh, hate I see all them. of that. Oh, my God. <laughs>